You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Do you want to know what my third favorite scene is? No. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. <laughs> my, my third favorite scene is not in Robotech. It's in Macross. Oh, okay. They, they, you know, they're two very different things, but it was the, the movie, the movie of Macross. Which in the United States was released for video rental under the name Clash of the Bionoids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the scene that I'm referring to is in the end, the end battle, where the STF-1 had um, rammed into the mothership. Right. Uh, through the debris, the superstructure of the mothership, they're ramming through it. But Rick Hunter's Ferratech, okay, is there with them as they go through it. He's, his ship is real close yeah, right. to the bridge. And once they break through and get inside the inner hull of the mothership, his Veritech takes off. Boosters kick in and blow in. And at that same time, Menmade does this the final part of her song and it and it tra- and it edits into it transitions into him in the cockpit of the Veritech rear. It shows him he fucking busts in on Dolza, like personally, and unloads all of his missile pods and yes, Dolza's yes, face. Yes. What happens prior to that, if you look very, very closely while he's shooting his missiles and so forth, one of them has a Budweiser logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yes! I, I'm going to have to watch that. I'm going to have to watch that oh, episode. Wow. <laughs> Thunder Talk. We have on the bridge of the Super Dimensional Thunder Talk, Lieutenant Commander Beth Hayes, Commander Anthony Falker, Lieutenant J.T. Sterling, Lieutenant Commander Kavika Grant, Captain Troy Global. I'm Dan Hunter, and welcome to RoboTalk. <laughs> so we are going to do this kind of game show style. I'm going to ask some questions to help guide the conversation. Uh, the rules are, I'm just going to kind of make them up as we go. Oh, we, I mean, we just make them the up as we go. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totes profesh. It's like comedy sports. Oh, yeah. Whose line is it anyway? That's there right. Whose yeah. Robotech is it anyway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Troy's. <laughs> By the way, I just want a special shout out, Troy. This is probably the third introduction you've had in this episode. Uh, if not, it'll total about three. How are you doing, Troy? I'm doing fabulous. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing wonderful. We get to talk about Robotech, my uh, my other favorite subject in the world. Uh, the other one is uh, well, it's it's just it's Dan clones. Oh, there's Dan, Dan clones. clones. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. yeah, the spreading of Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan clones. Robotech. Troy is joining us here. The man who is in charge of the Miami International Sci-Fi Festival. What being the boss of that? What official title have you granted yourself? Basically, I just call myself director. That's all. <laughs> Director Bernier. Yeah. I love it. In an alternate dimension, it's Commissar Bernier. Commissar. <laughs> of awesomeness. <laughs> that comes with a hat. Yeah, it comes with like a really high collar, awesome mm-hmm. hat. Yeah. 
Commissar I, I probably should have put on something for this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's your space admiral outfit? Yeah, yeah. Where are your lapels. <laughs> should have done that. Yeah. I had one last season, you remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, take to the stars with this guy. Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right in. Creator of Thunder Talk and producer of the Ring of Thunder podcast, Sexy Thor, a.k.a. Adam Wedston, is currently off-planet reorganizing the Nine Realms. That's why you won't hear as much of him as we would like in this episode. You can still find him on his hit YouTube channel. Just type in Ring of Thunder. You'll find him there. He did, however, find a few minutes to transmit from his throne on Asgard. Our Robotech questions tonight. Sexy Thor. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder the God of Thunder, mighty Thor. First question. And sorry, Troy, you are disqualified from answering this because Dan's a dick. Oh, okay. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going to get it wrong, but I have a chance. <laughs> Robotech was an animated series in three parts, or chapters rather, because Harmony Gold purchased the rights to three separate cartoons from Japan and edited them together into one show. Name all three of the original Japanese programs. Mm. Uh, don't act like you don't know, Troy. I see your what? face. You know <laughs> okay, what's it's, going on. I, I mean, it's like, what? It's got to be like Robotech, Macross, maybe? It, you have Macross. You don't know offhand. The yeah. Troy's in the game, everybody. You, you took too long. You have Macross. You have Mospedia. Mospeta Diver Unit. And then the Southern Cross is... Uh, oh, that's the one that always gets me. I mean, I don't know how uh, letter of the law I need to be. It's, it's, I'll tell you it's this with Mospita. I mean, Mospita is the sound that is a word that is in the title. Driver. Yeah, driver. I thought they had driver. That sounds familiar, but no. Uh, oh, no, but if you're talking about a verb that involves like. Dive units. Are they like D I V E? No. I'm wrong. Anyone else? I, I mean, are you going to leave oh. us hanging or are you going to give us a hint? Troy. So, what is the full and proper name of the... I always keep references or stuff like this. That's <laughs> always important. But it's Genesis Climber. Genesis Climber. Uh, Genesis Climber Muspita. It's a verb. And, just... Yeah, and it's um, Super Dimension Calvary Southern Cross. Mm. Yes! Yep. There you go. Yep. That rings a bell right and then, there. And then properly, the first one is, is actually Super Dimension Fortress Macross. Yeah. Yeah. I always get dimension wrong. I always call it super dimensional. Same here. Yeah, me Same too. Here. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it has mass and shape and it takes other dimensional. shapes. Dimensional. Yeah. It's dimensional, multidimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But, and the reason why I think is, and, and, you know, a native speaker would have to verify this, but some of the words that translate to English or the words they use in English are not English words or they're just not used properly. So at one point in the past, I used to see terminology called, um, combat. But they would say, they would spell it C-O-M-B-T or C-O-M. They would, one of the letters would be missing. Right. And I saw that all the time, combat. Okay, super dimension, but it should be super dimensional. Mm-hmm. That's the right way you would say it. Right. And now do realize that Robotech and Macros are different from each other. Radically. They're not the same. Very different. They're not the same in production quality. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to a uh, a very detailed discussion, a technical discussion on it, where this, they were comparing the sound mixing. No kidding. The sound okay. mixing is different. Um, it's better on Robotech than it is on Macros. Okay. I can see that. 
I can definitely okay. see that. And 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 the story has been changed a little bit. They expanded the story. Not only that, right. they added two more uh, uh, mecha stories. And do realize Southern Cross did poorly in Japan. It was a it was a failed failed series. In Japan. They didn't even make a whole bunch of series. And what trips me out is Southern Cross being a very different company. In fact, I think isn't it the company that also produced Orgus? Oh, uh, any any anime folks? Ooh, yeah, going double deep oh. there, Dan. Mm. I, I, I Didn't they produce the anime they based Robotech the movie two off of? The one oh. with like, the motorcycles that turned Megazone twenty three. Yes, where they oh, added yeah. they added style. a few minutes of Macross and a few minutes of like Dana Sterling, but but it's supposed to be yeah, and then they called it Robotech. The movie, too. It was or called Robotech, Robotech the Robotech movie. It showed in limited theaters across Houston for a weekend. And it was mm-hmm. it was like Megazone 23. It was a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Veritech car. Yeah. Yeah. A car that Orgus trans- is connected to that. Orgus. Boom. Super di- super Dimension Century Orgus or something. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give myself partial points. I think I won that round. You were the one asking the question. You can't win it. <laughs> yeah. Dealer wins, dealer takes all. What the heck? I'm sorry that this contest is rigged. I'll take I'll take five <laughs> points. We're gonna give Troy five points. We're gonna give Wheatley five points just to shut up about me cheating. <laughs> don't tell anybody, Wheatley. I know where you live. Actually I don't. You'll have to bring me over one day. Bonus question. <laughs> what are the three shows Americanized Robotech chapter titles? Shoot. Robotech Southern Cross. Robotech the Next Generation. Or no, Robotech New Generation. New Generation. Innovation. Uh, uh, yes, yes. I mean, and what's the first one called? Robotech. Macross. Uh, the Macross Saga? Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? You remember earlier this year when we totally jumped in with the Miami International Sci-Fi Festival, you, me, Beth Kavika and Anthony, Thunder Talk, Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. Remember that? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> right? Good times. Good oh, times. For sure. We did mm-hmm. 20 interviews, at least, of the participants, the awesome filmmakers that were involved in the festival. You and I had a couple of panels and got to co-host a bit of the bit of it going on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that was good stuff. That was fun. That was, that was a lot fun. of fun. Guess what, everybody? Don't don't don't. It's back. The Miami <laughs> International Sci-Fi Film Festival 2022 is coming, and we have the festival's master and commander Troy Bernier here on the mic right now. How you doing, Troy? Hey hey hey! How you guys? How's everybody out there in Internet Land? They're good. They're good. They're they're ready to hear from you. They're waiting with bated breath to know what we can expect in 2022 from the Miami International Sci-Fi Film Festival. Well, um, first of all, thank you so much for having me back. You know, it's it's thrilling. It's exciting. Every year is a different thing, you know. And um, we've got a few things in store that uh, will be well worth the wait and should be lots of fun, especially if you're a Star Wars. Fan. Oh, you know I am. Sure. This year we have um, a couple guests. Um, we have one that's committed. His name is Todd Chernowski, and Todd Chernowski is a production designer, set designer, art director, this kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he's produced so many sci-fi films. 
But just to give you the big, fat highlight, right? he was the production designer for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I think is finished shooting. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah, coming out coming next, next year. Next yeah. year. Yeah. And um, I'm told that it is just marvelous. If you l- enjoyed Mandalorian, you're going to love this as much. Oh, yeah. Even more. Okay. okay. And um, he's also involved with ahsoka oh no kidding another disney plus star wars show coming out yep yeah all right okay so uh his background if you're familiar with star trek picard the spaceship in star trek picard if you remember star trek discovery he was involved in that as well you know these are all production design where he builds the sets he builds the props he designs them designs the sets designs the props and builds them he creates the sets for everything i love Creates the world, you know. Wow. If you're familiar with Terminator Genesis, Jurassic World, Oblivion, set designer. Everywhere. Zero Dark Thirty. He made the helicopter in Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, no kidding. Um, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon, wow. Oceans 13, Superman Returns, War of the Worlds, Duck, The Polar Express, The Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick. Oh, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> you like saying that, Troy. Ghost of the Abyss, Planet of the Apes, Inspector Gadget, you know, Star yeah, okay. Wars. Remember, you remember Star Wars, The Last Jedi? Uh, I, I've heard of it. That big red room that they were fighting. Dude, that's in, my favorite set in the, the whole film. Yeah. He made that set. Oh, my God. He made that set. I am everybody. Uh, what, what's his name yeah. again? Todd Chernowski. Todd Chernowski, everybody. He will be at the festival. He was art wow. director for the BFG, Alice Through the Looking Glass, Tomorrowland, Oz, The Great and Powerful, Sucker Punch, Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sold. I mean, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, great guy, is going to come to the festival. This will be our first live event after two years. I was going to ask you about festival. that. I was going to ask you about that. So last year, uh, virtual. We, we were virtual, and it was yeah. uh, virtually incredible. <laughs> you really did an amazing job pulling that off. I wonder why they called it like Super Dimension Fortress Macross and Super Dimension Calvary Southern Cross. Like, why did yeah. they need Super? That's a really good one. And even further, they were two different production companies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you ask a great question there, Kavika. Are they That's, in the same universe? Are no. they in the same universe? Nope. No, at different, all. Different properties. Not related? No, that would be like, uh, I'm not going to say as severe as Transformers and GoBots. GoBots. No. Inhabiting the same world. But then in Japan, when it came to robots that transform into something else, they had dozens of options as opposed to, well, three, counting Robotech. So I, I, I kind of bet that the reason why they did two supers is they did that whole, like, they hope somebody got one confused, and, mm-hmm. and then so they would watch the other one kind oh, of thing. Or, or right like that, that recognition of one <laughs> might bring a, a viewer Audience. to another. Yeah, yeah, that's an old trick. It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Well, hey, if you've ever seen Southern Cross, or even its original form especially, it was um, the weakest of the three chapters. I mean, just yeah. the mech design. The mecha design, oh, really, yeah. it was the hover tanks that I have a problem yeah. with. Yeah, but, talk uh, about inefficient. But Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that's where Attack of the Clowns got the idea to put the people on the outside of the tank. Sadly, mm-hmm. they did not include the full story that Robotech had for it. Um, of course, the real story, it's set somewhere bizarre, but I think right. it's supposed to be set, when you think of Southern Cross, think of the Southern Hemisphere 
mm-hmm. right. Southern Cross. So it was it was supposed to take place somewhere like in Australia or somewhere like something like that, which 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 fared much better during the Zentradi bombardment. Exactly. The, the majority yes. of if if yes. and this is reinforced in the role play games, which we'll get to in a second. The role play yes. books. Uh, yeah, mo- most of civilization was in the southern hemisphere that had survived during the the Zentradi Holocaust. And Bowie was the general's. I think it was his son, but in the series they made him a godson. Made him a godson, and yeah. but also, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that was Claudia's nephew. Claudia, yes, that's correct. Claudia Grant, yeah, that's Ray correct. Falker's, uh, that's correct. Did he put a ring on that? They, I think he, yeah, he died. He, died. he, didn't, have he didn't have time to. They were engaged for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Robotech killed its main character sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, when yeah. we watched that, I was actually shocked. Like, wow, this is a very high death count for uh, what was supposed to be the children's anime show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original Game of Thrones. Oh, dude, yeah. I was going to say Game of Thrones can eat my VF1S ass. <laughs> That's a Veritech style. That was whose Veritech was that? The VF1S. Uh, that, was a tra- that, that was a trainer, Veritech. Rick, Rick Hunter. The double-seater, yeah. Oh, I thought the one J was the ver- was the trainer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the J was the trainer. The A was a standard, the, the one laser in the head. Yeah. And then the S had the four. And then the J had the two-leg glass. Yeah. Which one did I say? You said, you said the S. S. You said S. Yeah, it was, it was Roy Fokers. That was the, the coolest of, of looking very Oh, yeah. Heads. yeah. Skull. Yeah. Yep. Skull variant. Which one yeah. got turned into Jetfire and Transformers? VF1S. VF1S. No, that's that's a great question. Yeah. That's an excellent question. That goes into a lot of the legal issues that our poor Robotech had stateside just due to its nature. Uh, But then flipping the script to merchandise, Hasbro had optioned with the company that produced Macross the design of the Veritech for production as something other than... A Macross toy. Because it was designed before the cartoons. The, the design for the Veritas, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Like the yeah, Transformers. Yeah. So they sold the rights to the toy to Hasbro. That's why the Robotech toys, the Veritech, was not a transform. Wow. Half the mold was designed to transform. And then they stopped halfway through. But the legs would flip down into Guardian mode. But they put screws in them. So the legs couldn't flip down. You had to get a screwdriver to pull those out. I also feel like Robotech really influenced uh, Battletech or slash Mech okay. Warrior. Yeah. You know, because oh, like oh. many of the same tanks designs and like some of the some of the mechs, you know, because Mech Warrior, big giant mechs, you know, like it and, and there was like a big lawsuit, I thought, at one time between Robotech and Battletech. Because it only they recently were, got fixed. Yes. Yeah, Kavika, you said you had to you had to be in bed by like. <laughs> yet, yet I you're, do, but, you're you asking know, us I, to go on till midnight with with yeah. with shit like that. Yeah, well, I love. I mean, like Robotech was like my first introduction to anime, and I was blown away. Like mm. I, I, you know, like I grew I grew up watching Star Trek, and so I would watch. The original Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, and then Robotech. And oh. like my, my, and so, and those really colored my childhood. And eventually I found this game called, um, Battletech, you know, slash Mech Warrior. And I played these yeah. tabletop games and I role played, uh, Battletech. And, and then I was like, man, 
these are some, they look exactly alike. And it all came out the same era, the same yep. time, you know, and, but. They were very I, nice models. Yes. I'm going to jump ahead to a question on that subject. I was going to say, Anthony, you're disqualified, but obviously <laughs> we're all disqualified on this one, I guess. Thanks, Kavika. Oh, my bad. <laughs> what mech-based property am I referencing with this statement? The name of this episode is Robotalk, but Dan almost named it Thundertech, a podcast of armored combat. <laughs> Battletech. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I know my Battletech. I know what's no, up. Yeah. I mean, I, so, and it's Battletech is still my favorite system to roleplay because the universe is so vast and everything. So I love it. I want to say, wasn't there a particular mech in Battletech that was almost just like the Veritech fighter? The yeah, that's transform? what Kamiko was getting yeah. at. That's, yes. that's yeah. part the of the lawsuit that was just recently settled. Yeah, I forget the exact story, but for the first uh, edition of Battletech, they very loosely got their hands on the basic mecha designs used in Robotech. We're talking about this mm-hmm. Entrati Officer Battle Pod, the... Um, it looked it's exactly the same. The no, same. they did. The Tomahawk. The Tomahawk. The Raider X. Raider X. The various, a couple of Veritex, which they called Wasps, which also transformed yeah. and had really stupid rules that got into Aerotech, and I don't want to get into that. The Zatrati Battle Pod, the Marauder. They yeah. revamped all of those designs radically, except for that. That's the one they tried to keep the most... That was a good mech, but damn it, that's a whole other show. That's that's Thundertech, a podcast of armored combat. I, yeah. I yeah. know. Let's I'm let's cool. keep this let's keep this Robotech here. What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. Red Alert. Spoilers ahead. I will say that uh, Flix Brewhouse, you know, please be our sponsor, has spoiled us. Um, they it's have, the titties. It is. It is like beautiful titty meat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, sweet, it's like sweet the most yeah, sweet, luscious sweet side boob. Yes, it's like <laughs> it is luscious side. Who's like side when boob? you see it, ac- yes, it's all. When you see an actress in a certain totally. dress, and you're like, oh, and it's like it's man, like, and I the could, shape is like that really honest, like semi like seventies banana, yeah. like honest yeah. shape. Get a little mm-hmm. side of that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, delicious. you know, those areolas are like. <laughs> You know, over at least the size of a silver dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I So we, we go to this um, movie theater. Uh, what was the last thing that we saw? Oh, yeah, we saw Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters which Afterlife. we had a great time for Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That came out like, what, ni- 1984? Okay, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> it. Oh, you're talking about the new one. Yeah, I had an opportunity yeah. to see it. And I, uh, here's what I heard. Okay, so I haven't seen it. Uh, oh, you I, haven't. I, I don't care about spoilers. That's fine. Check it out. Okay. Because the first Ghostbusters was a combination of cheesy and kind of fucking dark. Like they talk about the apocalypse, yeah. the scene with Ernie Hudson and uh, Dan Aykroyd. 
Yes. They're hanging, they're driving over the bridge, and Ernie Hudson's talking about revelations, the end of days, and they have this conversation like, fuck, dude, this is getting heavy. My prediction was this movie was going to lean into what was a kind of a scary for kids, but also a cornball, unique-ish comedy. And they were going to give it this level of reverence that's going to get you into your feels. They were going to full-on, appropriately, very properly, go after your uh, nostalgia addiction and elevate what was a rad popcorn movie into something that we, we've deified. And then the original cast would be whipped out for like the last five minutes. Um, that was my prediction. No, that is, that's spot on. That's what um, I heard. There, there is the major cameo. Uh, what? She's glaring at me. Am I am I spoiling? Yeah, too much? fucking spoilers, dude. Uh, spoilers. I, I so haven't seen it yet. Well, right make sure the spoiler Dilly. alert is Dilly. on this because Dilly. I think that's pretty effed up to spoil that. We're oh not. Hey, gosh. listener, you know what? Spoilers, y'all. It's if, if you. If, I'm sorry. It's effed up I, by choice at this point. It's on the listeners now. We can yeah. we can do whatever. This we episode want. is coming out a <laughs> few movie, weeks after Afterlife like comes out. It came Two out weeks of, ago. like it came November out, like, just 19th. before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it has not been that long. It's been long enough. I'm. I'm this episode's been out on the. It eight. hasn't. What well, I okay, will well, say. Then. What I will say is that I thought it was pretty well executed with pulling my nostalgia strings. Right. You know, like making me feel those '80s vibes, uh, while also producing an opportunity to introduce new younger actors actresses in, in into the ghostbusters franchise where it didn't feel like they did a lot of homages to the original sure right right and, and they still did like it felt very tongue-in-cheek and cheesy for a lot of it but they tried to like incorporate some of the like scary stuff but of course like as a 42 year old adult it doesn't scare me right Right, i can imagine that as maybe an 8 to 12 year old maybe some of some of the themes some of the topics might be a little bit scary but i i don't know i i i i I feel like children that are that age now are more metropolitan and <laughs> a little bit wiser than what we were at that age but it was it was a fun show i mean like i i kind of got goonies meets ghostbusters vibes absolutely it because was- the the kids kind of are the main characters of the movie mm-hmm. the kids are really the the protagonists of the movie so yeah, G- Goonies meets Ghostbusters. That sounds like a spoiler bath. I don't know. Yeah. Do you really want to go on and, record with that? That sounds by, like a spoiler. And by newer and younger. If you think younger. that's a spoiler, then um, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what's... And, and by newer and younger, Paul Rudd definitely qualifies under both. I, I thought that getting Paul Rudd to play his character was a wonderful choice because yeah he's a- as we've seen like paul rudd is currently the sexiest man of the year oh yeah he's got a lot of pool he's like 75 um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah probably yeah but i mean like he's got he's got a good vibe he's mm-hmm. got a good aura um you know i mean like it was a good choice he's one of those actors where if you don't like him it's your fault 
then you're the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in the wrong. Yeah. yeah, there's something wrong with you if you don't like Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah I mean, for shitty that I get with everything, yeah. I can't be shitty about Paul Rudd. If the Ant-Man movies yeah. aren't your favorite Marvel movies, then what and are you not. even doing? And they're not. <laughs> they're way not. Uh, until Eternals, yeah. I thought... But it doesn't matter. Oh, especially the first Ant-Man movie. That's such a fucking mess. It doesn't matter. Uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. It's all, or like, uh, who's that other guy? Deadpool guy. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. If you don't like Ryan yeah. Reynolds, you're probably a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. I got what a, if you like a, Carl and Urban? It, and, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and what if Carl Urban is your favorite actor? What's that say about you? You're probably secretly an asshole. <laughs> Last year, the theme of the festival was Robotech. Oh, and, and you know, Mark knows that uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, I'm real bi-curious. I love them both on different levels for equal reasons, but my heart belongs to Robotech. They're still making Robotech content yeah. documentaries about yes, Robotech. Yep. They're still talking about this 1980s cartoon, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And let me tell you what happened. I had this beautiful design of Robotech and Macros put together. Right. There's different content put together. Yeah. I get a phone call. Excuse me, I'd like to speak to um, Mr. Troy Bernier, please. Is this him? Yes, my name is so-and-so, and I'm the head you know, attorney with Harmony Gold. Right. And I need to tell you that you guys are causing us a lot of problems. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. So, so wait, Troy, you didn't get like a cease and desist letter or an email from them first. You just got the phone call? No, Robotech's classy like that. They, they call you directly. They, they 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 give you a phone call first. <laughs> <laughs> when you have that much power, you just make phone call. Yeah, phone call. yeah. I guess the phone call is easier. Maybe talk to the person first, and then figure out what you're going to do from there. So, what kind of problems were you causing for our our dear sweet Robotech there, Troy? Because I was showing, and they told me they said you're showing content from Robotech and Macross together on your website. And we're getting calls from the lice from the owners in Japan mm-hmm. blaming us for mm-hmm. it. <laughs> oh, wow. Because they don't get along so well. And and not only that, but they think it's our festival. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm a little just saying to myself, I'm saying to myself, damn, I, I must be doing a good job if I'm ringing the bell over in Japan. Right. Let me tell you what happened. Okay. So yeah, please, tell, please. She's, she's telling me. And, and, and real quick, audience, real quick, just to give you some context that may not know, Robotech and Harmony Gold and the content owners of the license for Macross in Japan have an ancient feud that goes back uh, over 30 years. 30 years. It's 30, 30, I think it's since the 80s. And they've been at each other's throats since then. We're talking yeah. legal. Right. Since the international lawsuit. And. I told them, I said, look, you, you guys need to understand something. I don't think you fully understand Robotech. <laughs> Robotech. Wait, you're telling Harmony Gold's lawyers this? I'm telling Harmony Gold's lawyers this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling them, said, look, Robotech represents, and I don't want to say that it represents you know, a really cool thing, but damn near every popular science fiction film has something in it from Robotech. Totally. Right. 
Yes. Go for everything from the uh, the way they fly their jets, the blasters that are racing across through space, these massive ship battles, the way the missiles travel. Yeah. Robotech is actually the best sci-fi love story ever. Breach. Yeah. <laughs> Robotech yeah. is a epic story. Not for kids, for adults. It's the story of a young guy growing up into an adult, going through all the phases of dating to falling in love and falling out of love in the middle of a war. Everything Tom Cruise wanted to do with Top Gun. Should I say that again? <laughs> wanted to do with Top Gun. Robotech. Robotech did it. It represents one of the foundation blocks in science fiction. Right. And you proceeded to tell the legal representative of the company that owns Robotech where Robotech was. And, yeah. and, what, and then, was, what was what was what was Robotech's response to you uh Troy explaining what it is? It was one last thing. Right. And I said, to prove how damn good a job you guys did. <laughs> look at the fandom that's being made today of just your music. And I oh, and I put yeah. Simone Weber. Simone Weber okay. who's from Chile. From Chile. I've heard her stuff. I follow her on YouTube. I know exactly who you're talking about. We had her at the festival. Yes. Yes. She did a special song for us at the festival. And I sent them they well, they, they saw it because it was on our on our website right. Right. of We Will Win. Right. And she did it also in Spanish. Hey, that's yes. Yes. Robotech is booming right now in South America. In fact, one of the coolest CG reimagined intros to the show came out of South America. Yes, yes. Argentina, I think. There you go. And I told, I said, you know, doesn't that mean something to you? And would you believe they settled the lawsuit with the owners in Japan? What? When did that happen? Right during the festival. Oh, wow, dude. So Miami International Sci-Fi Festival, Troy, right here, bringing together two implacable enemies over one I'm taking credit story for that we love. You should. <laughs> I'm, you should. I'm, I'm taking credit for it. Thank you for fixing my Robotech, Troy. And they came to an agreement where they're allowing Japan to sell their stuff outside of Japan. Okay, sure. They're bringing their content over here and playing it on TV. They're right. allowing that. Anthony, you are disqualified from answering this question because I just saw you hold up a copy of the Invid Invasion sourcebook. Sexy Thor sees everything. <laughs> what company published the Robotech roleplay game from 1986 to 1995? I, I don't know. Uh, on a side note, they also produced TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because that totally um, fucking helps. GURPS. Mm -hmm. Oh, GURPS definitely helps, Anthony. You're really helping everyone out here. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll go down the barrel. With GURPS. Yeah. Uh, GURPS. They, generic. Heroes and Supervillains. Another good one. Namco. <laughs> Kirkland. That's a Kirkland brand. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Palladium. Palladium Books. God love them. They did a Kickstarter yeah. a few years back to yeah. try to relaunch the game uh, with the Shadow Chronicles aesthetic, the 2007 <laughs> Robotech yeah. movie, which I went and saw. A special premiere of all of the voice actors were there except for Mark Hamill. Carl Masick showed up, had a really long Q&A, got to see Shadow Chronicles on the big screen in L.A. 
It was wow. nice. uh, uh, Rick Hunter. I had nice. a poster signed by Rick Hunter himself. Nice. Yeah. Lisa Hayes was there. Do you know what Lisa Hayes looks like? A human person? Lisa Hayes? Kind of like Lisa Hayes. Like, <laughs> yeah. no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what her age was. Uh, a lady never asks, a gentleman never tells, but she was still taking classes over at UCLA. Uh, no, she was teaching. I would imagine anyway, teaching. She was crushing it. She was a, she was an absolute treasure. Mm-hmm. After the show came and went, because it only had one run in most markets in the U.S. Some mm-hmm. syndicated markets saw a back-to-back of the whole series, and that was it. It was Sci-Fi Network that first started bringing it back in like one kind of consistent, cohesive, universally accessible Pro- Probably when it was called the Sci-Fi Network. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back when it was yeah. the original and the best. <laughs> for so many of us, all we had were the role play books. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, they were publishing for nine years straight. That was nine years of new content. Uh, that was the only place to get new Robotech lore. The Shadow Chronicles, um, yeah, obviously that flopped for a role-playing game for Palladium, but those books now go for money. Big money. I bet. You're talking about the Shadow the Chronicles? Shadow uh, Chronicles role-playing yeah, game. Yeah, well, that was a very, very limited pressing. Yeah. On a side note, though, there is a new company that owns the uh, Robotech rights, and they did produce a new Robotech role-playing game. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. good. I've seen a couple different people review it, so I haven't, I haven't picked it up myself yet because I'm cheap, but it's supposed to be good. Do you know what, like, dice system it is? They did their own deal. They didn't do, like, I don't know if it's D20. I know it's ultimately simpler than Palladium, because Palladium is, whew. Well, the original Palladium was used, it used two 2D10s, a D4, a D20. Everything. Your whole dice bag. Yeah, Palladium pretty much. Your whole dice bag. Pretty much. I'm looking at a RPG game here right now by a company called Strange Machine Games. I think that's it. 2019. They just did a Kickstarter for a new version with the Invent Invasion and Southern Cross. I'd love to get a game going. We can get a game going. I, you know, I was going to say all of this is, was just an elaborate ruse to get all of oh, you here on the God. mic. Either committing, <laughs> or, either committing or publicly rejecting my invitation to get some Robotech roleplay going on 21st century right here on the internet. Well, who, who's going to be the DM is what I'm asking. Me? You're going to DM? I already have. Dude. I was the Robotech... Anthony, tell him. Oh, my God. I was legendary. I was the Robotech DM. And I, and I was only cursory. <laughs> but you get... Yeah. I, I, I will totally roleplay in Shit, one yeah. of your games. We can do it yes. on Zoom or Discord or something. I will neglect my children to play. And I will do nothing but shenanigans and fuck oh, your hey, story dude, up. It's, it's, oh, oh, that's fine. That's fine. I, the Seduce only thing Sindrati is... adult male. <laughs> 50 foot tall. <laughs> no, that's cool. You'll be the Zindrati? No, you'll be the heavy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, uh, you know, like a, a, a small a small person Zindrati. Is that like... <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Wish that I... Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. 
The core of the animated series, and many stories beyond, have influenced a ton of comic books and novels. What was the name of the book published in 1989 that was meant to serve as the conclusion to the entire saga? Homecoming? Genesis, uh... Written by Jack McKinney? Yeah. And wasn't that a... That wasn't a pseudonym for... End Circle. End Circle. And end of the circle. Yeah. You are correct. Did you just look onto your bookshelf? No, I can't. <laughs> it's around the corner. <laughs> yeah, I, I read those books. Yeah. I read all of those books, yeah. No, Troy and I had a bit of a conversation about <laughs> those books. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit more about them? Do you know the, the title of the book that bridges the Southern Cross with the Sentinels? It's the book that had, it, it's about Jamie Wolf coming back from the REF fleet. Uh, they were going deep now. And, uh, and he takes Dana Sterling. It's a conclusion story for Dana Sterling. Wow. It's like Robotech fashion. She disappears, of course, and they don't ever talk to her again. But <laughs> yeah, that happens space fold. Does it explain why she looks nothing like her parents? <laughs> Actually, I, I, you know what? It does go into like her weird clone lineage of like this Andrade. It, it's it's very slow. It's not an action book. It's like for the real Robotech nerds who want to just know the story. There's yeah. no action. It's they want to delve into like politics, all the, the moon satellite, <laughs> Robotech facility, and there's Andrade there, and it gets weird. It's it's a very slow book. Just but. explain how a, a blonde could have a parent who has black hair and green hair turned into a blonde. That's when I figured out. <laughs> Dana Sterling's a redhead. Wasn't she blonde? Wheatley, are you sure you're on the right podcast here, dude? I could have sworn she looked blonde. No, when Dan- I watched it. no, no, D- D- Dana. Sterling, Dana Sterling has blonde hair. Yes, blonde. I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Dana Sterling. Da- yeah, Dana Sterling has red hair. Blonde. Dana Sterling. Yes. Fight, fight, <laughs> fight. Oh, it's a red uniform. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's blonde, buddy. Wheatley, I'm on the wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah, Wheatley, everybody, uh, yeah. fucking ten points, Wheatley. Yeah. Because that's yeah. why the reason I always thought the middle part was the weakest. Mm-hmm. Like, they couldn't even find an anime where the character looked like her parents. <laughs> yeah. Because that always bugged me. Recessive jeans? Her mom's green hair was awesome. That was- yeah, naturally <laughs> green hair. Yeah. Speaking of which, for this occasion, Beth Allo will be playing the part of Azonia with her naturally purple hair. Yeah. Yeah. It me. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, they talk about what the gun sounds like on the Veritax mm-hmm. because they go into the whole talk about the protoculture, the the robo technology which Earth took from Zor's ship. Mm-hmm. They they took that and they were able to reverse engineer it enough to be able to apply it, yeah. and they applied it on you know in nineties nineteen nineties, which were the F fourteens, and mm-hmm. that gun that uh, uh, Gatling gun. Yeah, the Gatling yeah. gun. The Gatling gun has a sound like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a drill, but it's yeah. shooting. It's like yeah. a nine-inch nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> Novels of summer, I didn't quite go. I, I have all of the Palladium books. I have many of the comic books. Okay, I've also been writing my own head cannon for Robotech. I'm full of, I'm, I'm full of details with Robotech, man. That's that 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 was one of my faves. Again, everybody, Maybe, Robotalk. And we'll we can bring on Simone Weber. We could bring her on if you want. Oh shit. <laughs> that would be a dream come true. Wow. Yeah, if you uh when do you think she's available, Troy? I can ask her. That would be <laughs> the best. 
Thunder Talk exclusive. <laughs> so, you know, people know that I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a 40K fan. But what's nearest and dearest to my heart and what I have the hardest time finding people to talk to about is Robotech. Uh, this, this hemisphere is lacking, everybody, but that's okay. We have a beautiful, big world, and uh, you just have to go south to find the diehards, to find the, the real spirit of Robotech is alive and well. We have with us tonight, Simone Weber. Thank you so much for your invitation. I'm so happy, and thank you, Troy. I'm uh, really very happy for everything, being with you tonight. Oh, and of course, we have the kingmaker here in the room, Troy Bernier. The fearless leader of the Miami International Sci-Fi Film Festival, Troy. Thanks for thanks for facilitating this. Oh yeah, always, always. Simone is fantastic. You're an awesome uh, interview person, Dan. You're you're doing great journalism in the nerd world. Oh, and it's thank awesome. you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Simone. Thank you for joining us. Simone is one of those brilliant musical performers you're going to see out there right now on the internet. Jump on the YouTube. Uh, Simone is down in Chile and they perform a lot of covers in ways that you, in your own mind, in your own headcanon, if you will, would have that song performed. Uh, well, Simone, I mean, I'm dansplaining who you are. Why don't you tell our friends? <laughs> who are you? What are you all about? Well, uh, when I started, I never imagined where we uh, were going, really. We started very hum humbling, humble, in a humble way, mm -hmm. with making anime cover songs. And then uh, it escalated to make our own versions and to kind of honor uh, the music we, we grew up with and give it a, a new a fresh air and music to the times of today right and and yes i have i ha i have the fortune uh, i am blessed with a great team and with me works nico nicolas quinteros who is my partner and he's an incredible com uh, composer and he makes all the arrangements and and as as me <laughs> uh, we both love anime so we share that passion, like, oh, this anime is awesome. Have you heard that song? Yes. And yes, we make new versions and we do it very professionally. We, we hire professional musicians. We, we work. So it's with all the hearts and uh, the most uh, professional way we can uh, make it. It's absolutely professional. It's pro. That's what caught my eye, Dan. Oh yeah, I want I want your CDs. I want your records. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You do a version. Of, what was it? Season three of Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, I don't I don't remember the season, but yes, which one? It's the best Full Metal Alchemist opening theme that there is in Full Metal Alchemist. It's the one that everyone remembers. I think that is period because the first one is again. Period. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love that one too. Stepping outside of that nerd life, you and I forget the performer's name who you did the duet with. Uh, you do a version of Uninvited. Ah, Heidi. It's Alice. His, uh, okay. Alice. Yes. That's one of my favorite songs in the universe. Oh, I don't care wow. what any of you say about it. I love that song. I, I, <laughs> I rock to that song. Deal with it. <laughs> it's uh, awesome. You're on a playlist now. So 
you, you and your partner, you're, you're big fans of anime. When was the moment when you decided to take that next step to not just perform these songs, but to go into the studio to, to do it right, so to speak? Well, actually, it, it, it started in a very different way because I wanted to make um, um, an album, uh, my own music. Right. Uh, and I was always fantasizing with uh, anime song, uh, metal, uh, symphonic metal. Right, right. And movie kind of soundtrack uh, and a little of Cirque du Soleil kind of thing. And I said, I, and I got to Nico and I said, hey, I want to make this very fantasy, powerful um, music. Music that sounds important. Important. I need to hear this. This is important information I'm getting right now. This is important sounds. <laughs> yes. And, and very, uh, of course, everyone thinks uh, their own music is unique, but that's what I, I, I wanted. Like very unique uh, that people love and they feel encouraged like for, for confronting all their problems and yep. everything. Yep. And, and anime was one of the subjects because I, I like very much anime and its power, their, its message and, and everything. So we started uh, composing my own songs and I was no one in that uh, time. I was just a little chicken. No one knew. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and right. he, Nico is also a very good uh, producer and director. And he said, look, um, this kind of music you want to to do is is going to be very expensive because you want orchestra and everything. Right. And I think you lack, and we should explore that experience that was five years ago. Okay. So what? How about if you start singing anime songs, which is part of what you want to do? I help you. We we make this kind of association, and we make this cover. We make a YouTube channel and you start practicing and exploring uh, your voice and, and the things you can do or what do you like. And let's go from there. So I said, okay, because I, I, I didn't even sing in public five years ago. I, I think to my parents and that's it. And we started <laughs> making this YouTube, these videos. And he, of course, put his uh, professional arrangements and everything. Right. And when we made like the first two videos, it started like getting crazy. People, oh my god, you should do more! <laughs> like, oh my god, what do we do? Let's keep doing. So it it kind of changed from the original music which we are working on right now, but it was like in post. Right. We paused it, and we started making this project of uh, anime songs which we like. And it was a great uh, uh, and safe uh, place for me to explore and and not be like eaten for, uh, by the uh, angry public if I did it wrong. So, <laughs> right, right. So it was a very nice, and the and people started noticing. And the first year we got uh, called uh, by television, a television program. Oh wow! Okay, cool. So we, cool. I got to work there as a co-host also because they like our music okay. and then they invited me so i was one year in television thanks to the project i learned a lot of things uh, most of it with um uh, when you stand in front of camera because first i was like if you see my first videos i'm singing like 
Nyanyanya. <laughs> but now, yes. now you're you're up there. You're you're out you're out front with your fists in the air, and you've taken command. Definitely. Ah, yes. I I I always say like for fun, like I was born for this. I didn't know this, but I love it. Yeah, you were born to sing Robotech songs. That's uh, <laughs> that might be one of the top three coolest life callings that I have encountered in my entire life. Thank you. Speaking of Robotech, what does Robotech mean to you? Well, Robotech, many people would think I I watched Robotech when I was little, which was not. I met Robotech like two two years, three years ago. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't know it. Nico was a very big fan, and right. he suggested we we should uh, make a cover of this song. People have asked you for Robotech, and I said I don't know that anime. And he said, and and then we ha- uh, were in the pandemic, right. so we have plenty of time to watch. Plenty of time to watch all what eighty six episodes, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we uh, focused on the macro saga, as you should. And I was so blown away with Robotech. I was watching it, and I, I was and I was telling all the time to Nico. Are you kidding me? What year is this? <laughs> this anime is so visionary. Right. It's so ahead of its time. What is this? And I was like, I suffered all this, the, the series. I, with the, the, I found so incredible because it, it, it talked about things for, for example, interracial relationships, interplanetary relationships, war. People who is uh, uh, born with a purpose, in this case, the Centraedis with war, right. uh, war, and then one of, uh, in, in a second, no, war is wrong. All you learned is wrong. Your entire life is wrong. And then you understand the, the, the bad guy, that it's not a bad guy. Uh, actually, it's how they were raised. So you kind of understand this complex world the tri- love triangle so I, it was so realistic and so ahead i was like shocked so for me robotech was like a revelation where was i before why <laughs> didn't i see this first? right well that's cool man meeting uh an adult fan who came to it just a couple of years ago and loves it as much as anyone else yeah uh how did you meet troy and get involved with the miami international sci-fi film festival it was awesome I, I received, I, I don't remember, it was a mail, like, hello, I'm inviting you, I'm Troy, Bernie, I'm inviting you to the Miami Sci-Fi, and I was like, is this a spam, or is this real? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh my God, really? Oh, yes, I'm very honored, and Troy said, can I call you? And I was, I remember, because I, I don't have uh, many people to speak to in English, so my English was a bit uh, rotten. So I was like, "Oh my God, he's going to call me!" And what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, and so Troy told me he he, he he heard our versions. He loved them. I felt very honored. Like, what? You really? Our YouTube channel really? You you heard them? And so he wanted me to participate in the Miami uh, Sci-Fi film festival so uh it was a it is it wasn't it it still is a great honor that you invited me and considered uh, me so thank you again troy 
No, you're, 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 you're welcome. You know, you won an award also while you were there. I can't remember how I stumbled across your, your music on YouTube. I was just looking up Robotech content because the festival's theme was Robotech. And I came across the first video, which uh, was you singing We Will Win. And right immediately after it was in, in Spanish, I was just listening like, oh, my goodness, she's got the hair looking like mm-hmm. 80s style. And then she's singing this song in Spanish. And I'm like, man, this is this is I kept playing it over and over and over again. She was producing. I said, this is some of the best version of Robotech that I've ever heard. This is not oh, just someone you. singing it in a closet this is a performance <laughs> yeah you, you've channeled the ghost of the spirit of the 1980s yeah <laughs> extremely and that's when that i reached energy. out you know via yeah. you know i put together a little nice email together and and you responded and i was like oh man we got to talk <laughs> you, know? <laughs> every, every, you know billions of people in the world use whatsapp so that's like the tool to communicate with human beings all yeah, are, they, the are they are they paying for this show troy who WhatsApp? You trying? You trying to throw? Trying to throw some free free shine out there? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm joking. By I'm joking. Yeah, sponsored by WhatsApp. Yeah, that's right. Hey, WhatsApp. Uh, what's up? Hit us up. We've talked about this. I think it's time we listen to some of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. The two songs we're doing tonight, everybody. We have a yin and a yang going here. This first song uh, is titled "Look Up." The sky is falling. The character that sings this song in the show is one of the first positive representations of of cross-dresser, of a drag queen. I've read articles about people who, as children, uh, being LGBTQ+, when you get to the third act, if you will, the new generation, invasion for some of us, there's a character named Yellow Dancer who really helped a lot of kids out in the 80s. Uh, I read a great article on Nerdist that came out a few years ago where the the editor was stating that uh, it brought them hope and it told them that they were okay. Real quick, before we jump into this, Simone, what does, uh, what does look up? The sky is falling. How, how does that speak to you personally? Because you, you sing it with such sincerity. For me, look up is like, um, I, I imagine when, when everything is like, you're overload with stress, with insecurities, with fear, and everything seems like so hard and you're just like about to here we say throw the towel it's like quitting and you say no more but that song gives me like the power to to confront it with uh completely because it it kinds of it, it kind kinds of um warns you hey life is difficult you're going to face problems. Uh, everything costs a lot. And you just have to look up the sky before it falls on you. I don't know. It's like, hey, conquer the, the, the sky because it's going to be hard, but you are harder. That's right. Oh, damn it. I love it. Mm, I love it. That's right. <laughs> ah, and it's, uh, I yes. think, and, and it's so, it's a very, like, Robotech, uh, achieves to give you like a very real advice like no not this toxic positivity like and nothing it's nothing happened everything is going to be okay just smile and everything is going to be fine it's like no you know you're going to face problems it's going to be hard you have to be tough and and it doesn't mean you have to be insensitive 
but that's life. Life isn't a happy face always. So right. it's part of life. So it's like Robotech is so like wise. <laughs> it has a lot of wisdom. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's and just because things are ugly doesn't also mean you can't be beautiful. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Write that down. That just came out of my head. That's that's free <laughs> money right there. Well, Simone, why don't, why, don't you, uh, why don't you introduce the song? I'm Simone Anisinger, and I am very happy to invite you to listen to the next song, our version of Look Up, uh, one of my favorites of Robotech. Really hard to say how long we have to live. 
you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. My book covers the big bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. I just found it so interesting that with like that Macross, that 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 movie where they did all the singing and stuff, I, you know, and it was just about them singing. Okay, space. we're getting into Macross. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Macross movie? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Macross yeah. gets weird. Yes. Uh, you're talking about Macross 7, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It, was, the it was the yeah. third and Macross. Like, I remember watching yeah. that and being like, yeah. what? I they mean, all play it, instruments, cool. right? I yeah, mean, that's Macross yeah. 7. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. It's just like, I, you know, and you sit down, you're eating your popcorn, you're like, I guess I'm just in this. I'm in for the ride. <laughs> it was a very musical show, Macross. It's, it's funny how it kind of goes. I mean, yes. even the Macross 2 with the uh, Sharon Apple and the whole. Cool. No, no, no. no that's, music- that's not Macross 2, buddy. Macross First, Plus. Yes. Sorry. Which was the fourth Macross. Yeah. In fact, Macross Plus is playing at Regal Theaters through yep. Fathom Events on the 14th. We we need to do like a, a macros macros karaoke oh the next time we're all together and just macros. get smashed and just sit macros. <laughs> and sing macros. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll put the, that up on Patreon or something. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's going to fly the, the Veritech into the, the, the fortress to say? <laughs> oh, today? well, see, Macross, that'd be a Valkyrie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, we'll have Beth cosplay a Valkyrie, like the shit, and just like run into us like bowling pins. <laughs> God. <and> just <laughs> yes. randomly. Yes. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds good. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> Sign me up. Get some cardboard, some paper mache. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excellent. I mean, I'm out of questions. Shit. Um. So anyway, uh, free play. Well, I mean, I I think that that was the most free play of them all when we devolve into macros karaoke. Dun, dun, <laughs> so. it, it, one of my life's goals is to go to Japan and sing before a television audience the intro to Macross. You know, I really feel like the show that you would end up in Japan would be like the one where like they got to figure out what's made of chocolate and they have to put what? their mouths on everything. <laughs> taste it what <laughs> you know and, and, and it could be a door handle or microphone you don't know so you have all these people just like being really uh, you know like these faces of like uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> is it the pop cap filter i mean could the door could the doorknob yes. be made of chocolate yes. it could actually yeah yes or it could just be a regular ass doorknob <laughs> Yes, that everybody is touched. There is no no answer there. <laughs> okay. It, it, it could be, uh, you know, they could take you into a bathroom and it could be yeah. urinal. That's a chocolate, but you're supposed to figure it out with your mouth. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, that's Japan. 
Dude, they they have been yeah. they do shit that would get you arrested. They do shit that would get you deported <laughs> in in this country on <laughs> national television. Like uh, there are these skiers yeah. who would go to the uh, the porta potty, the outhouse, the restroom, and there'd be cameras inside of the bathroom. And all of a sudden, sparks would fly out of the back of the porta potty, and the entire thing would be on skis, unbeknownst to the person getting in, and it would start blasting across the hill. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, you're as just you're holding onto the toilet, and halfway through, the entire shed, your entire uh, the covering would go flying off, and you're completely exposed. And that was their candid camera. That was their ha, ah, gotcha. Yeah, that, that would be very yeah. candid. You just come out covered in. Dookie. Yeah. You know, because like I am not going into a porta potty unless it's really vital. The thing is you, know? you don't you don't sue them. There isn't a lawsuit. It's just that's yeah. that's how they roll over there. I, I'm not gonna lie that there are probably some people that think that Thunder Talk is the devil. Mm, I love it. I love it. We know Adam is a straight up uh, Levan Satanist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we never got into I that. thought he was a Dananite. Yeah. Dananite. <laughs> well, that's that they, 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 those, those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive uh, forms or of worship. Is he more of a Mark Spaterian? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a Kavikatologist myself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's a bold choice. Oh, that dude. is a bold dude, choice. Me, John Travolta. Yeah. It's, I, 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 yeah. I, Carl I, Urban, hopefully. God I roll with it. a refined crowd. Um, Adam, what's uh, your, your going on with your... Why did, I, why, why, why did I want to say Juice Newton? What's going on with your Zoom? <laughs> What's going on with your Juice What's Newton, man? Juice Newton, bro? <laughs> that, that's forever going to be the term now yeah. for Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's Newton. up? Is it the juice? Is it the Newton? What, what's, where, where's the, you're not on here right now. The juice is fine, but the Newton dropped me. <laughs> I mean, he was really hoping for a captain in Tennille, but he got a Juice Newton. <laughs> that was the best of us. It, all, it depends on the your insurance provider, what network you're in. It gets pretty lame. Did she didn't do "Just Call Me Angel of the Morning"? Angel, mm, I'm not sure. It's I'd okay. To, you're fucking and leaving, baby. I'm okay with you doing a one night stand. It's empowering. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that's the song. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. Yeah, she did do uh, Angel of the Morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Queen of Hearts is the number one on Spotify, which I knew she did Queen of Hearts. Right. I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, oh, oh. and don't feel good. That was Katrina and the Waves. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you hear that, or... Um, Whenever you hear either of those songs played in a trailer, don't watch that movie. It's going to be a bad movie 100% of the time. Every time. Except for, uh, oh, what was that movie? Speaking of John Travolta, uh, with the babies talking. Yeah, look who's talking. Yeah, I think they play that in that Gosh. movie. And that's okay. That's they, so probably, they probably 90s. played both of those. They probably played both of those songs that you just mentioned. Yeah. 
I hope so. Because I want to say Walking on Sunshine was in that movie. It has to be. I think they were legally required. I mean, it was a 90s show, so. No one's ever properly addressed the fact that at the end of Look Who's Talking, uh, Mikey's, is it Mikey? Davey? The fucking, the little talking kid, Bruce Willis head kid. His I si- think it's I think it's Mikey. I think, it's Mikey. I think that's right. Yeah. When his sister is born, it's like, oh my god, Kirstie Alley and John Travolta had a baby. Uh, it's the voice of Joan Rivers, huh. right? But then, and go- then they changed it to Roseanne Barr. Boom, right? Yeah, right. Wasn't it Roseanne Barr? Totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't feel like that's talked about enough. I don't remember it that well. <laughs> no, I know exactly what Dan's you know, talking uh, about. Beth knows what time yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know where else we can go with that conversation, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad someone said it. I'm glad somebody heard it. I mean. So, Dan, tell me, what is the other, what is one of your other favorite themes that you think people should know about? In terms of occupying my heart and my mind more than any other, and that's Robotech. I'll get into the rest of that. That's, you know, that's for our eighth spinoff podcast. Uh, right. That's all about Robotech called Robotalk, but spelled uh, R-O-B-O-T-A-L-C-H. <laughs> The opening theme is right there with Star Wars. It's there with the theme to the Christopher Reeve Superman films. It has an inescapable John Williams quality to it. Yeah, a lot of it's done with the electrical instruments of its time. There's def- That's definitely a drum machine. No one's going to pretend about that. They did do a film in 2007 where they did that score, but with a full orchestra the opening theme for Robotech, I love it. I love the I love the fact that it's instrumental and it's telling its story through images and music and there's not a narrator that's letting you know everything that's going on with the theme and let you know what's going on with the show because that's what most opens do. Mm, but right, what right. I get from it is take to the skies. Right. And it's very, there's a feeling of uh, patriotism in the opening theme, right. as, as well as, you know, like uh, uh, the composer, John Philip Sousa, that was his thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Dude, I, I can, I, I, I'm hearing that right now in the theme. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. And even though this series doesn't necessarily have anything to do with, you know, America and the United States, what it does translate to is unity and being together and facing whatever's in the future right. together as, as a fighting force. Right. And to me, the theme song delivers all of those promises that you are going to see when you start watching Robotech. Uh, Now, this was composed by Ulpio 
Minucci. That was hard to say. So I just I yeah. need to take a breath after saying that. But I totally mm-hmm. I, okay. I totally crushed. I totally <laughs> you crushed nailed it. it. You nailed it. Totally dude. nailed it. Totally nailed it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the soundtrack is all over the place and amazing and tells a story all its own. The soundtrack is still making money. And there is also a lyrical component. There's a character named Lin Minmay and several original English compositions, actual pop tunes, if you will were wow. composed for this and those still are those still make money every five ten years they release a this or that anniversary two three four cd set at conventions right it's a total thing Sounds like Star Wars. It sounds like uh, it, so- it sounds like Star Wars on the Fourth of July. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> that is a great description of how it sounds. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, even the images of the open. Yeah, even though you know that there's something bad going on, a war. Yep, a lot of war. Uh, it's all about war. You saw, Backdrop. you yeah, you definitely get the feeling that. I mean, some of the images do kind of say fireworks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's that scene where you see all the lasers and everything flying around and going back and forth, and you don't see anything being destroyed or hit. So it just looks like it's just fireworks. But, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe that's what they were going for. <laughs> hey. You know? Fourth Ro- of July. Robotech is full of those sweet laser times, everybody. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Okay. So what is either your favorite Robotech episode or movie or like what what is like do you do you know the actual episode or what is your favorite scene for robotech go Mm. i have a couple favorite scenes but in the first generation the scene where minmay is trying to get him to come with her to the the bunkers and he was basically coming to tell her that he's leaving right and then is in try to do a surprise attack and wipe the place out that scene, right. the conversation between the two of them, uh, the three, because Lisa was there as well, right. um, I think was the absolute pivotal moment of the entire series. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, mine, mine's also the first is Macross. It's 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 kind of the it's the most obvious. It's the Usentradi Holocaust. It is the final battle. Britai has chosen to take sides with the SDF one. Pop music was such an important part of this show. Original pop songs. In fact, we have two on this very episode, by the way. Simone Weber, Latin American superstar, a global superstar, an intergalactic Robotech superstar on this very show. Simone Weber. Uh, and one of the songs that she sings is the song that Min May is singing. She has to sing. Britai and his people have been studying the humans. They've been sucking up that protoculture, which is a form of power which they delve into in the second and third series way, way deeper. But also, it is our ability to express our love, our hate, our fear, our hope, mm-hmm. particularly through song. And Britai's folks, they were down with it. That's why they decided we are going to fight for Earth. We're going to fight for these people. They represent yep. something fucking better than being a goddamn Zentradi day in, day out. We want what they got, and they're offering it. <laughs> The rest of the Zentradi fleet under Dolza have never been exposed to this proto-culture. So music fucks with the Zentradi. It's a weapon. It's a psychological, psionic weapon to the Zentradi. That's well, right. They've, they've never yeah. really heard it. They can't exactly. handle that. Exactly. They, they, they've never been exposed to it. Right. It's like somebody shining a fourth primary color in your face. Imagine in your brain right now a fourth primary color. You're not going to. That's how damaging it was at Zentradi. And Lin-Min May, who was scared, uh, really was, in so many ways, ruled by her fears, had to be at the forefront of the SDF-1, like right there. Yeah. Observation deck, watching it. Like, the bridge is more protected than the observation deck. And she has to be on stage singing live broadcast mm-hmm. and Breitide picks up the channel and broadcasts it blasts mm-hmm. the the Dolza's fleet and his own because his dudes are getting pumped now they're all about that 80 super jam robotech awesome love yeah you know <laughs> but the others in Trident are just like Arr! and that's how a handful of ships defeated a armada of four million the humans are getting some eye of the tiger and you know the I mean, other people real. are like oh for no real. i don't understand what this music is doing to me you know? exactly then all of a sudden like you see a bunch of Zentradi like on the bridge of their ship and they're looking up at their command screens and there's this woman singing this song and they're just like and then you'll see like stage left uh, uh an, ex- <laughs> an explosion you'll see the bulkheads yeah. but you'll see the bulkheads begin to buckle and crack and spark right and they'll be looking at the screen, then they look over at this, and then they're like, ah, as the complete explosion, then exterior shot, Centrati Cruiser just getting ripped to shit. Flames and death. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. So great. Well, I think we all owe Simone Weber a round of applause, the first musical guest to have a second act on the show. Yay! Thank you! Woohoo! Woohoo! applause! <laughs> From what I have seen, and others have observed this as well, Latin America has perhaps the most pronounced Robotech fan base that I've seen when I go on YouTube, when I go on the internet. What's going on with that? Why, how do you think that started, and, and, and why has Robotech 
found a home in Latin America. Oh, everything I'm going to say, it's a, a hunch and I sure. guess. Okay. That, well, that's, uh, that's no worse than everyone else has given <laughs> so far. So please. Well, what I think is that uh, South America, and I, and I, I'm guessing mostly all over the world, but we, at least in Chile, but it's a very conservative culture and very restricted and very repressed. So Robotech came up with this uh, different subject uh, that speak about being yourself, being free, where being you is not wrong. Uh, so imagine for all the people who was told uh, how they should be, suddenly like an how you say this a safe when when you're drowning on the ocean they throw right. you a safe uh, uh, floatings flotations yeah. <laughs> device yeah. so I, I, it's like when you have when everything around you and everyone believes that being your true self is yeah. wrong and you have to obey and not question or when you have to feel ashamed of being you things like robotic it's like a, a universal validation like it, it like you i love that i love that <laughs> i uh, it's like robotech came here like kind of god thing and say i validate your existence you are you're uh, right being you it's everything okay you can be different different makes you unique so no i think robotech uh and and all the anime really because the all the anime uh, have strong messages of resilience, uh, a self. Uh, how you say when you overcome right. self overcome things? Yeah, no, yeah, perfect. Uh, and it connects with all of us who have suffered in one way for from abuse for not being allowed to be us ourselves. So of course we relate to that and. And it's like your your window to freedom. It's your moment when you are allowed to be you. So when you're watching it, it's like you have permission to exist in a kind of way without the laws and restrictions around you. So I think that's why Robotech came uh, and and blew everyone's mind because I was blown away and I watched <laughs> it three years ago. So right. I was like, oh my god! In the in the in the year it it had been released, it it has had, it was of course something so revolutionary and so people needed it. Right. Like I needed this with all my heart, and I didn't know I needed it. <laughs> right. My God, that's powerful, Simone. Wow, that's that's impressive. If you haven't watched Robotech, audience, you should watch it as I yeah. discovered it and I don't regret it. <laughs> We're going to be playing the original version of We Will Win tonight. Everybody, you're you're required as a member of the Thunder Faithful to jump on YouTube, uh, look at everything Simone Weber does. First thing I'd like you to check out is the galactic version mm-hmm. of We Will Win. You, you've taken the spirit of the song. You've added an entire new dimension to it. In Chile, when we released We Will Win, we had this a social outbreak, one of the biggest in the late late uh, time, where right. all of our people uh, were confronting against the system and saying no more. So I remember when when it happened, uh, it was terrible for us, like um, everything, the people, the streets, uh, the military people, and we decided 
to make that song in Spanish to give courage to our people. And a lot of people of our community was like, oh my God, this is the song for us to survive this, this moment in, in we were living at that time in the country. I had asked why Robotech has thrived so well in, in Latin America, uh, Chile in this case specifically. And you said that you would give your best answer. I think you've given the best answer. Oh. Robotech has <laughs> found a place of importance. Yeah. I, I'm you rarely at a loss for words, Simone. Uh, <laughs> I I don't get to talk about Robotech a whole lot and never on this level. So before before I cry, uh, let's move on. <laughs> How can people find you on the internet? How can people find you on 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 YouTube? I know you have a uh, a paid subscriber base out there. It's like a, a dollar a month. How much? Well, you know, let them let them know. Tell the world. Okay, thank you very much. You can uh, look for me in my social media and streaming platforms as Simon Anisinger. It's written Simone Anisinger. And in the YouTube channel, we have, uh, you can uh, be a member of our membership right. <laughs> where you can, you can uh, pay monthly for different, uh, uh, how you say, benefits. Yeah, different levels, uh, different levels of subscription. The different levels of subscription to to support our work. Uh, it will help us a lot because we Im invest in 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 good things. We we pay for our musicians, and we always want to do our best. And with your help, I'm sure we can achieve more. So you're all invited to follow me in all the platforms as Simone or Simone Anisinger. Thank you. All right. And we're going to have all of that in the show notes, everybody. Just uh, scroll down and you'll be able to read it. Hit us up on Facebook. Call me on my private phone number. I will, I'll, I'll come and hold your hand. I will work your remote or whatever it is, your keyboard to get you connected with Simone's magical, magical music. Thank you. Thank you so much, Simone, for, for coming on tonight. Uh, I've never been able to talk about Robotech in this way with a person who understands it on a level that's deeper than I do. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very honored for the invitation and so happy and really honored that uh, I can speak about what it meant to be, even though I, I, I met the, the series just because you, sometimes I, uh, people can feel bad, like, oh, no, I didn't watch the anime, so I don't have... I cannot talk about it. I'm not worthy. Oh, no, you know, no. But, but it's an invitation for uh, for uh, every young people there who uh, they haven't watched Robotech. Don't feel like bad. Like, oh, no, I didn't watch it. I. It's something you need to watch. Robotech yes. cannot be lost in the past. It has to live. <laughs> yes, yes. Forever. Yes. Robotech forever. Awesome. Well, um, I hope you like uh, my next. Well, it's not a version because it's we ba we're based in the uh, original arrangements of the series. So I really hope you enjoy uh, mis my interpretation uh, and my musician's interpretation of uh, "We Will Win" uh, Robotic.
It was the dawn of another podcast. The Epsilon 3 is a dream given form. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2021. The name of the station is Babylon 5. The name of the podcast is the Epsilon 3. Veer, bring me a drink. Anthony, what's your favorite uh, Robotech? I mean, that that's the you pretty much had that where she's standing on the deck and they're just flying through the the capital ship and you see them just that's a good one obviously but um another of my favorite is the SDF SDF one two where they edited them together and they weren't really there but when um Chiron it does the suicide attack on it and oh, they yeah. push Last episode. they push yeah they push Lisa into the escape pod and they say you're the best of us you're you're, you're gonna survive we're all gonna go down with the ship and. And Captain Global goes down the ship, and um, yeah. Captain Global, Claudia, whole crew, yeah, yeah all the bridge crew, yeah. But they they have at least survive. And Rick is holding her and telling her, "We're going to build yeah. an SDF three. We're yeah. going to go to the stars. We're going to do what we were supposed to do. Yeah, we're going to get it done." Yeah, that was the best episode of the first generation. That was pretty good. Was oh, pretty yeah. good. You know, y'all got really into the weeds as pick, picking wonderful scenes. But my favorite is just episode one, because I had never seen anything like this. Oh, that's a yeah. good one, dude. That's fucking the whole cities are blown away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is super death. And, 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 it, and it just blew my mind. Yeah. Like I, I was I was shook. It's scary. And, and I, you know, and I'm sitting here, you know, like, you know, we're used to mm-hmm. watching Star Trek and stuff like I had never seen anything like that. I'm probably eight years old or something at the time. And I was just like, holy cow. You know, like, cause people would get shot in GI Joe and, yeah. and, and, and nobody died. Right. Like it was ever- like stormtroopers, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. lots of shooting. No one actually and dying. So episode one, I, I, you know, and that's just me. Like it, it introduced me to anime in general. And I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I I have to get more. Well, obviously everyone, yeah, I guess you could call it like the first season's uh, finale. Uh, the reference a lot of that. I I like that because there's a scene where everyone, you know, that classic, all hope is lost. The SD one's going down. At least thinks she's going to die. And Rick flies in with his Veritech and he's doing things with the Veritech you've been wanting to see the whole time where he's, one moment he's a jet, the moment he transforms into the robot and is blasting things away. like sweet. But uh, I'm actually going to... Uh, this I, this scene always stuck with me as a kid is from the third part of Robotech oh. with the character of Marlene. Oh! Which I wonder if you know what I'm talking about. Good for you, dude. Good for you going off-roading from that Macross going to Invasion. Yeah. God love you. But I remember as a kid, I, I, I unfortunately was able to see Robotech as a kid in order, so I can never see the big uh, where this build up to. But when Marlene is revealed that she's as in... I guess in the original Jesse, it's called an Invid or whatever it's called. Invid, all the way. Yeah, but she has that cut on the arm where it's revealed she has green blood. And she she freaks out and runs off. And you didn't realize, oh, wait, Marlene and Stick are falling in love. And then she finds out she's in Trotty this whole time. Invid. Yeah, Invid. Really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to stick with this the crazy continuity with it, but... Uh, but yeah, if you're coming to that before beefing up on uh, Macross, you could be. I remember as a kid getting my hands on those videotapes 
Like for me, Robotech mm-hmm. primarily existed on video cassettes recorded by my older brother's friends. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. <laughs> that I, I would then steal those videos, and then I'd loan, loan them to your brother, Anthony. They were sacred texts, man. Those things were sacred texts. Yeah. Like you would get those and go, yeah, and you'd watch yeah. them back to back. And I saw it on TV as well. We all got a glimpse of it on TV, but it was we had to watch it again. And uh, yeah. yeah, for so many years, I have a copy years. of a. Uh, uh, Robotech, the uh, Robotech Two, the Sentinels. The Sentinels. Like, there is a video they made. They actually made the beginning of the new series. Oh yeah, that, yep. that fell apart. Yep. I feel like we were tap uh, dancing around that subject. Honestly, it's it's yeah. I mean, and and it, the, there was a video movie for it, and, and everyone anyway fell through. So we're going live this year. We're going live this year. Let's get into the nitty gritty of this. People want to give you their money and fly on down to Miami. What do you got to tell them so far? You know, we we typically get a very high turnout for um, the filmmakers. So, if for example, if we have 80 films playing, which this year we'll probably have a little bit less than that. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to have somewhere around 50 films this year, this, this coming season, next year. Um <clears throat> Of those 50, I bet you 35 filmmakers are showing up. Okay. Okay. 35 are showing up. Nice. That's healthy. And, That's and, very and, healthy. And, yeah. And, and it's, because, it's, because, it's because everybody wants to come to Miami. Who doesn't want to oh, go to yeah. Miami, dude? What kind of schmuck you know, doesn't want to go to Miami? Everyone and, wants to go to Miami. Yeah. In March. In March. Right? When it's, come on. When it's a foot of ice right? everywhere else in North America. Right. So, um, <laughs> so we get a high turnout, you know, when that happens. And it's an experience that a lot of festivals don't really get to have because they don't, they may not have that many filmmakers show up for the festival. Right. Right. You know, so it's an experience for anyone who comes to the festival to watch films. You're going to meet a lot of those filmmakers. You're going to be able to interact Uh, with a lot of the talent that you're seeing up on the screen. You're gonna. You will be able to interact with them at the level of have drinks with them, right? Um, uh, have dinner with them, go out and hang out because we take we take folks out, and um, there are few festivals that offer that same level of experience. Very few, you know. Very and our few. V- and and of course, what our when our VIPs come, you're able to do the same thing. You're able to hang out with the VIPs, right? It's a very very good um, opportunity. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, right. it's a lot of fun, you know, and um, we're a short festival typically, you know, when we had the virtual festival, I think it was five days. Okay. We never, we never do that in person. In person, it's always a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sure. Um, and that's because um, the cost of a, of a venue is high. So what are you thinking about this here for traffic wise? It being, we're just kind of. It's a toss up. It's a yeah, toss it's, up. It's a, weird, it's a weird time still when it comes to that yeah. Rona. Yeah, yeah. And you everybody's going to have to wear, by then, that's, you know, March. I still think we'll all be wearing masks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and <clears throat> distancing. And I'm being very careful with the size of the venue. So I mm-hmm. want a venue that's large enough where there can be distancing. Sure. And, um, you know, so I just want to make sure that, um, that we can pull it off without, without a problem. Right, right. Got to, got to. And the reason why is two years ago, right as the pandemic was happening, we were supposed to have the festival. Right. And I remember 
saying that, you know, we were going to have to have food prepared for people because we always feed people at the festival. Right. And I said, well, what we'll do is we'll make sure to have a giant coloring pot of gruel. <laughs> and, and we'll just have somebody with sterile, sterile gloves serving gruel right. at the festival oh with, a, with loaves of Wonder Bread. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is <You> know, funny <laughs> you know and i'm like yeah it. you can't get sick eating gruel mm-hmm. you know because it's 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 already disinfected <laughs> or yeah. disinfecting as it's sitting there boiling and lumping all over oh you my know. gosh yeah yeah so wow all right but so you- if we're real up in the air about the attendance in terms of boots on the ground and we know that uh last year's virtual con was a success for what it was. Oh, yeah. 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 Are we looking into a hybrid this year? Are we looking into, is there a middle ground that you're, you're taking a honest look at? I don't want that. Nobody wants that. I don't want to do an online festival. Right. For two reasons. One it's additional cost. And number two, in my opinion, it, it's on the gray line where you're taking away from your brother or sisters of the festival. A festival is something where you should be attending. Okay. You should be physically attending the festival and watching the movie on the big screen. Mm. That's what it's for. Sure. And if you can, and, and, you know, come on, anybody can put something on YouTube for people to watch. So you're looking at going back 100% in person physical festival 2022. But at the end of the day, I may still have to put some of the films on, you know, put them online for people to see. You know, I, I, I'm. It, it's all up what people want. Okay? Oh, I mean, yeah. And right. at, at the, the last thing I want to do is make an online festival, and majority of the people attend the festival. Right. But last season, I want to say we had at least thirty-five countries. Right. You know, we that's get a lot. lot. Of, that's we that's get a, a great. That's a great representation. Yeah. You know, and and we get a lot of. Regular, they're, they're always the regulars. They're always right. the regulars. England, Germany, France, Norway. We're getting a lot of stuff in repetition from Norway now. We're getting from Spain. We get a lot of content from Spain. Okay. Um, but new on the board was Argentina. New on the board was Brazil. New on the board. We actually had got a film from Iran. Right. They just said, take wow. it. Take it. They just said, take it, take it, because we can't pay for it. So just take it. That is so cool. It was a zombie. It was a zombie film shot in Iraq and Afghanistan, and 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 they didn't have to. They it looks like they didn't have to pay for set design. There's a place that's already ruined, already kind (laughs) of blown to bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, You know, so um, other new places. We had lat. We had Latvia this year, and we're getting we we get a lot of content now from India. Matter of fact, best sci-fi short came out of India. Oh wow! Okay, best sci best sci-fi feature was the season prior wow. out of India. Broke it, it broke the bandwidth. Netflix India for three weeks straight. Dang! Wow, that's something. That is something. I'm I'm impressed with it. And um, you know, so you know, if you're a true sci-fi fan, why would you miss it? Happy birthday, motherfucker. Oh, thanks, dude. Happy birthday, Dan. 
Happy birthday, Dan. Dan. Y'all are sweet. This is Dan's birthday episode, so. I I hope that everything that you want in life is presented to you on a silver platter and that you just grasp and, you know, just enjoy it. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, I deserve that. I agree with you 100%. I should have everything served me on a silver platter. A long John Silver's platter. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, thank you, Beth. I don't need anything on a silver platter. I've got my... On a I, long John Silver's platter. I got I got my sexy boo bear right here. I've got my hush puppies and and fish fingers like then yeah no I, I got my hell yeah yeah I got I got I got my my sexy boo yeah right here Sorry, tartar sauce with my tartar sauce <laughs> 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 oh you say the weirdest shit dude I love it, <laughs> I love it. another member of the the Thunder family had a birthday as well oh yeah is it one of your dogs Riker Ooh. he hey. turned one hey. Hey. Yay, the turd, pups. and he did really well at his dog show, guys. He's That's right. he's yeah. crushing the dog show game. Nice, nice. He is a champion, and he's working on his grand champion. He got best in breed two days in a row. What nice? Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Boss moves, Riker. Boss yep. moves. So, ne- his next step is he needs to win best of sporting group so then if he won that then he'd get to go compete in best of show yeah it's but it's best a, it's of breed is pretty good for a one-year-old damn yeah, absolutely so where can everybody find you riker riker is snoozing next to me he says look him up on on instagram at riker and fam uh troy where can we learn all about the miami international sci-fi film festival Oh, absolutely. That's um, via web at uh, M-I-S-C-I-F, as in Frank, I.com. And with the same symbols, you'll be able to get to our um, Instagram and Twitter via Miami Sci-Fi. Okay. Okay. Very cool. What about you, my love? Uh, Find me on the Twitters at Noplahoma. I'm going to... I got to get back on streaming, you guys. Twitch.tv slash Oklahoma. I got to get back on the streaming. My middle bandwidth has been kind of taken up recently. So hopefully soon we're going to get that back going. Mr. JT Wheatley, what's happening? Uh, you can find the uh, History Comics podcast on all pa- podcasting platforms, Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, and so forth. And you can also find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Tumblr if you if you feel Look me up. Okay, cool, cool. Where can we find you, Adam? Uh, you can find me when uh, me and Beth take over the new G4. Yes, I'm so excited G4 just came back. Yeah. The Ring of Thunder podcast, the Ring of Thunder YouTube channel, motherfuckers. And Ring of Thunder on Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. Awesome. Ring of Thunder all the time. Yeah, if you don't like Sexy Thor, you're probably an asshole. Probably. I like you, but I just don't want to hang out with you. But that's just because I don't hang out with anybody. Uh, it's part of the mystery. I, I dig it. I know. Uh, and I'm just crippled inside. I need all of your love. So smash that like button, subscribe button. Uh, Best Saturdays. Yeah, Mark, why don't you tell us about Best Saturdays? The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast can be found on um, SoundCloud, Apple, Stitcher, 
the best Saturdays of our lives website, uh, tbsool.com. Yeah, all those places. Bitch, Kavika. <laughs> she's she's given a thumbs down over there. I just like, Woman, you know, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at uh, on the Twitter, uh, K2Say Rambles On. You can find me here and there and everywhere, uh, especially here on Thunder Talk and who, whichever podcast will have me. Oh, and Dan, where can we find you? Well, you can find me on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast, and you can find me on Thunder Talk and nowhere else on social medias. Because I'm too damn cool because I am Dan. That was Chef's Kiss amazing. Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. Uh, you can find Anthony at Cheating at Battletech all the time. <laughs> oh, there's a story here. You can find Anthony <laughs> in Area 51. I'll unlock, I'll unlock the vault and I'll come out. My EMP, <laughs> cone helmet. Oh, God, You can't have an ammo explosion with a gauze rifle, bro. But anyway. You can't find me if I don't have anywhere to find me. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, that's for Thunder Tech, a podcast of armored combat. Coming soon. In direct fire. <sighs> Shut up, dude. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a great story here. <laughs> there's a story. You'll get it one day. To be continued. One day. We did it, guys. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Let's clock out. Yes. It's Miller time. Budweiser. Come well, on now. Budweiser. Budweiser time. All right. Well, um, Kavika loves you. I do. Beth thinks you're all right. Peace, one love. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop, starring Simone Weber, Troy Bernier, Mark McRae, Kavika Allo, Adam Wedston, Jonathan Wheatley. Beth Allo, Dan Klink, and Anthony Arbizo. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. Tell him to get his punk ass back here so we can stop this recording. What are you talking about, guys? I've been here all along. <laughs> doop, 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 doop. My name's I'm Dan. Dan. <laughs> I'm Dan, and I have a birthday coming up. I'm Dan. I'm getting real old, you guys. I'm Dan. I have to pee almost as much as Adam does now. I'm Dan. I got prostate problems, so I have to pee all the time. <laughs> this has been a broadcast of the eso network be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our eso patreon or by shopping for the t public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com the eso network your station for all things geek